0: get up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Games Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Scoop. Davis, Jonathan Dornbush, and sure. Dan Stapleton. Oop. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Capcom's plans on the Switch. We're going to talk about, what else are we going to talk about? VR games. That's coming up a little bit later on the show. But first... Ooh. Has Nintendo gone too far? Uh, probably. Dun, dun, I mean, yeah. As Nintendo more specifically, oh. has Nintendo taken amiibo exclusives mm. too far? Just uh, look
1: at Pear's shelf, no, of course not. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's posted a photo of it, but but
2: you
3: Pear- put up, like,
0: a video panning
2: across
3: yeah. the
0: entire thing. It's yeah, okay. incredible. Yeah.
2: And
3: I like how people used to compliment me on my amiibo collection. And now no. not these just, yeah. just <laughs> shown me up
0: hundred percent. He won up to you. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen the Amiibo exclusives for Metroid Samus Returns. Mm. You guys caught this?
3: Yes.
1: yes.
0: So there's four different exclusives from four different Amiibo. That's squishy Metroid. Yeah, that's well, that's one of them. And uh, they're actually kind of, I mean, they seem to be kind of a significant... Elements to the game that it's kind of a bummer that if you don't have those amiibo, you're going to miss
3: out on the fusion mode difficulty.
0: Yeah, so the Squishy Metroid, Metroid gives you the fusion mode difficulty where Samus has her suit from Metroid Fusion. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of cool, but if you don't have that Metroid or that amiibo. You miss out on that.
1: I wonder how much it actually changes the gameplay, though, or what the scale of that difficulty just, is. It, it is interesting that they would bar that behind an amiibo for yeah. sure. I'm just curious how big a change. I that
2: mean, all, really all this all this is is DLC that's tied to a physical item. Like that's that's what the stuff is. Yeah, but so
0: are you saying it's fine, or like does it does it not bother you?
2: What's I mean, your it, opinion on it? it? It bothers me when when it's a significant uh, feature of a game that that's available at launch that that uh they're you know charging extra for like yeah. if it's if it's something that that is that makes a game better like that that isn't just skins like i don't care about skins but if it's like yeah. changing the gameplay in a significant
3: way it's like yeah that that's that's annoying it feels pretty bad too and this is coming from an amiibo fan i like amiibo own most of them um but you know what if you don't care about amiibo but you want fusion mode yeah. Like you can't like well, I mean, you don't have a choice. Like you don't have an option to just buy it from the eShop or or anything of that nature. You're forced to, you know, buy this physical thing that Which is out of stock, but they the time. often go out of stock, yeah. or you know, if you just don't want it. Um,
0: yeah. I mean Nintendo kind of did this with Breath of the Wild by locking the hard mode uh behind the the season pass, right? You had right. to buy the season. You can only get your
3: yeah. your wolf companion with the Wolf Link amiibo. Yeah. You wanna know what's funny? Um I own, I don't know actually how many amiibo, over fifty. Um, For a long time, I had all of them, and I've given up on that dream. (laughs) But uh, I have never, ever scanned an amiibo in a game. (laughs) <laughs> what you've never scanned it into the
1: <laughs> hold on <laughs> no <laughs> how much zelda have you played a
3: lot they yeah 60 and
1: you've never like why not just want to scan it to drop in yeah, from yeah, the just sky. do it like
2: i i hate that like i i refuse like we had him around the office and i refused to do it when i played zelda because it's cheating
1: sure but just with his collection i would have well i
2: like it.
3: i i the, what i get out of them is the collection of little figu- physical figurines okay. if there was no scanning nfc fun- functionality at all i i think most of them there's some exceptions but most of the build quality on them is pretty good, yeah. yeah as yeah, far sure. as Nintendo collectibles go, they're on the cheap side uh, if you wait and only buy them when they're in stock. And I think the build quality is good, and you know they're officially licensed. So for me, the NFC sort of scanning get things in a game that's not a part of the equation for me personally at all. And but it's funny that some people buy them for the exact opposite reason. Yeah. They yeah. only buy them to unlock. You know, it's like you know in game unlockables. like Dan was yeah. saying. I get. I get if
0: it's not important to you, but they're there. Yeah. And <laughs> you just have to tap them on your Switch, and this awesome yeah, treasure chest yeah, falls that in the makes, sky. That makes the game worse. Well, I mean, that, that's a different... It, it actively makes it worse. I hate I that. mean, sure, but the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think falling meat makes any game better.
0: Uh, yeah. I, uh, you can
1: quote me on that. That's yeah, my... that's a back-of-the-box <laughs> quote, Nintendo. Um, the first thing you
0: look for... Does this, this game have falling meat? Falling
1: meat? No, I don't want that. That's in, why Meat Boy is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, It's just a game all about falling yeah. meat. It has a lot in
0: general, it. I what think... About, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what if the meat's <laughs> uh-huh. like, it's not falling, but it's there? Like, it just it's under a trash in can in, t- in Ninja Turtles, or, uh, or if it's behind a wall in, a wall Castlevania. in Castlevania.
3: It's not that,
1: falling. That's good, but I'd prefer if it... Is affected by gravity, so like what, all if, what if what you
0: have for. to pick up the meat
2: and drop it yourself? That that,
1: that I'll take that. Okay. What game, that is, that? What game is that? What uh,
2: game is that? You could probably do that in like uh, it's a, I a guess it's in like AR Fallout. You yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pick up Fallout, some meat Skyrim. Or, yeah. Yeah. Any, any Bethesda game, uh, right. like a uh, job simulator. What about Wheels of oh, Cheese? Yeah. Uh, games meat. with no. Wheels of Cheese? Yeah, I'm still thinking about
0: Skyrim. All right, sorry, I interrupted you.
3: No, I mean, I just uh you know, despite being an amiibo fan and saying that the end game stuff's not important to me, I want to go on record as saying that I think this is bad.
0: Okay, so the fusion difficulty mode and, and the fusion suit is not the only thing that's locked yeah, behind I think, I think it's bad. in Samus Returns. Uh, there's a new Samus Amiibo that launches alongside the game on September 15th. That figure unlocks an extra energy tank. As Dan would say, that's cheating. Uh, and it also uh, unlocks an art gallery. So it's like, that's just... That that should should be in the game. I know it should just be a nice
3: little bonus for the because you bought the game. I mean, or like they they need to find some middle ground where, like, in three months or six months or something, these features come to everybody, or you at least have the option to buy them on your own. Like some sort of option where I'm a big Metroid fan. I don't want to have a bunch of amiibo around my house, but now I can't. And it's frustrating because that stuff. It's not like the amiibo is downloading something, which I know that's like a mental block. But people have been talking about that with DLC for a decade, where all this DLC is is a key to unlock what's already on my disc. Which, why is that different than actually yeah. downloading the assets off the internet? But it does feel different. Yeah, for I sure. Agree. Like it's in the game. It's in the <laughs> game there, <laughs> and they're not letting people access it.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I would, I would be totally fine if they were just limiting this to cosmetics. It's like, okay, uh, here's a, here's a character. Scan that in. I get to play as that character. Or he appears in the, in the, in the game in some capacity, uh, but. Yeah, this is this doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah, if the if the fusion suit didn't affect the difficulty, I'd be fine with that. But yeah,
3: so counterpoint, <laughs> <laughs> they could be selling this stuff for thirteen dollars anyway, and you don't get an amiibo. I mean, so for thirteen dollars, I assume it's thirteen dollars. You can get a sp- pretty cool squishy, squishy squishy Metroid amiibo, yeah, and you get an end game bonus. They could have just been selling you the end game bonus for thirteen dollars.
0: Yep. And counter counterpoint. Oh, this stuff could just be in the game since it's there anyway. (laughs) Man, this is is complicated, Damon. (laughs) I don't know. The the zero suit Samus amiibo unlocks another energy tank and a sound test mode, so you can't test the sounds unless you buy or you have that amiibo. And finally, the uh, classic Samus amiibo uh, unlocks a missile tank and concept art.
3: So I do think, um, <laughs> I'm really going back and forth on this. Right? No, I mean, I just, like, I'm of two Roller minds. Coaster of emotions. Well, I do think it's neat. I think Amiibo are neat compared to uh, other similar Toys to Life systems or even mm. other, like, DLC dissemination systems and that. I already had my Metroid Amiibo, and, you know, I like it because it's cool. It's a cool thing to have on my shelf. But then if I'm into Nintendo games, it does different things in, like, eight different Nintendo games. Sure. And so it's really, really cool that uh, sometimes you buy an Amiibo and then, uh, you know, it becomes more valuable over time as more Nintendo games come out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when Smash for Switch inevitably comes out, like, will the Smash Amiibo do something neat? Like... Yeah. You already own them. Oh, yeah.
0: I I presume those two Smash Amiibo did something in Smash, and now they also do something Mm -hmm. in Metroid. Well, and that part's kind of cool. And they
3: unlock uh, a lot of the Mario Amiibo, like unlock things in Mario Kart. Like, you know, you didn't know that was going to happen when you bought those Amiibo before that game was even announced.
0: Yeah.
2: It just seems like a huge mess going forward because, like, you know, some things are going to work, some aren't. You're going to be mad that this one that you got you thought might do yeah. something in this game doesn't.
3: Did you see the Hey, Pikmin uh, amiibo integration? No. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty cool how it unlocks. Every single amiibo unlocks a little, like, uh, like, encyclopedia entry that's written from, I think, like, Olimar's perspective. And, like, he often, like, doesn't understand what the character is or what they mean. And they have these little jokes. Like, it's really pretty clever.
2: Yeah, That that one also has a uh, cheat in it that just drops more Pikmin in whenever you
0: need it. Yeah. That's not fun. (laughs) Well, not for you. You can't make that call for other people. Uh, But uh, looking through the comments on our our news article on this story on IGN, the, uh, the readers were not happy with all these Amiibo exclusives for... Metroid Samus Returns, and I have to admit, it doesn't quite doesn't sit very well with me.
3: I mean, there are rumors that the Switch, before we knew what the Switch was, that it was a tablet and, you know, portable console, that it was gonna be like a very like it was gonna be like an amiibo system. Like amiibo came out and was such a big hit that it was just gonna be some sort of like whole video game system that was the equivalent of like the Toys to Life digital portal and the whole thing was gonna orbit around Amiibo. Yeah. And the fact that they apparently dialed that back to where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. That's true.
0: Well, Metroid Samus Returns is out September 15th, and the game, at least, is looking very cool. I played it. Yeah, me but, too. And did you have fun? No, oh,
3: I did. I, it. I'm being a little flippant. I, I, I'm actually, as a big Metroid fan, I wasn't particularly impressed, no. But, uh, you know, sometimes those games take a while to unfurl. I did
0: mean, you start out just right, right from
1: the
3: beginning of the game? I mean, w- whatever the I think they had starts, us at the beginning,
1: like, yeah. The, uh, you played a Comic-Con. Oh, that's also, right. Yeah, we yeah. I think too. they had us from largely the beginning of the game, pretty much. I also, this? I mean, Metroid 2 is the worst Metroid.
0: Yeah, but they're, I mean... I they I imagine they could rework it into something fun.
1: The Melee counter they added is super it's, fun. When I you know, get the hang of that, that is yeah. it's so satisfying. I agree with yeah. that.
3: Very satisfying feeling.
0: Uh, all right. Well, sticking in the Nintendo wheelhouse, Capcom is planning to make more Switch games in the wake of Ultra Street Fighter II's success. Uh, when the uh, Switch was first announced, that was that's Capcom's only game that they've brought to the Switch so far, a remake of Street Fighter II. But it has apparently sold, or Capcom says it has made an excellent start and proved to be a smash hit. Wow. Uh, four hundred fifty thousand units sold in
2: Q one.
3: What? Yeah, <laughs> that's so much.
0: Well, I mean that that was
3: part
2: or, of
0: that was there weren't a lot of games to, to buy
3: on so, the Switch yeah, But, that but I
2: wonder,
0: and it was forty bucks.
3: Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: forty bucks. Street Fighter and it's 2. A fairly bare bones port of Street Fighter Two. Uh, I would
3: have never in a million years guessed that that's what it sold. Forty oof,
0: bucks. Oof. Eighteen million dollars. Yeah, Capcom apparently also surprised. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guarantee you. They, I guarantee you, they did not spend eighteen million dollars making that game. So that worked out well for them. But at least the good news is, uh, you know, that game also wasn't received very well. At least critically, I think it has like a 66 on Metacritic. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, yep. But the good news is now we should be getting more Capcom games, uh, which makes you wonder what Capcom games would we like to see on Switch? I would say the Mega Man Legacy collections mm. are obvious choices. And yeah, for sure. Absurd that they have not been announced for the platform yet. I mean,
2: that's the kind of thing that should be on virtual console, but yeah. which the Switch doesn't have.
0: Yeah, but they're getting retail uh, releases on other platforms. Well, like I said, collection
3: has yeah. little yeah. bonuses and, you know, museum-type yeah. things that are yeah. pretty neat. Give okay. me a
1: uh, new elections. Beautiful Joe. I was going to say a Beautiful for that Joe with platinum collection.
0: I don't know if yeah. they've ever collected. There were the, there were the no, main ones, 1 and 2, and then some there's a spinoff on DS. You mean I mean another
3: think. platform for Resident Evil 4? Yep, I yep. can bring back. <laughs> and the
0: Resident Evil remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the Resident Evil remakes. And uh, what's, what's that? Uh, Dino, Dino Crisis. There's, there's Dino <laughs> Crisis collection.
2: Billy
1: Hatcher. Oh
0: dang. Wait, which one's Billy Hatcher?
1: That was on the GameCube. The that egg. was when yeah. It was like a platforming sort of game, I think. Is it good? Yeah. It was a 3D platformer. Yeah, it's,
3: it's, fine. Fine. It
0: was it's yeah. fine. It's good. Yeah. It's 7/10. Uh There's an, uh, we need a uh, Okami HD. Mm, on so no yeah. that one. Mm. That'd be really fun to play. And then I'll always say this whenever we're talking about Capcom games, Rival Schools. It's time to <laughs> dust off Rival Schools and bring it back. <laughs> I guess it's in some of the like the the
2: old uh uh uh, dar- uh zombie games, uh Dead no, what? Uh, Dead Rising, Dead Rising, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. But seeing some of like the first three of those on there would be cool. They put out yeah. a collection of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. First trip, um, so you guys are surprised as as I was too to hear that uh, Street Fighter sold so well on yeah. Switch. Is it because, are people still just playing anything on Switch? They're still just, they're so hungry for... I think they're
3: still in that mode. That's why Arm sold over a million copies.
0: And over the weekend, I saw a lot of people talking about how they were playing the new Namco Museum Collection, which yeah, is like... Yeah,
1: I saw a lot. I was surprised. Like, there's nothing,
0: those are classic games, but they're nothing new. I'm just surprised by how many
3: people are like, tweeting about their, their well, I've playing. I've said before it. that the form factor of the Switch, You know, like if I own a game on Steam, I'm sort of like that's it, like the PC is an eternal evergreen platform. Yeah. I'm kinda of like, I'm not gonna buy that game. Again, like I have the Steam version. But Switch sort of makes me say, well, maybe I do like maybe, maybe I want overcooked on Steam and on Switch. Like maybe I want this on Steam and on Switch. So And for, for
2: purposes of playing mobile, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. that that makes a lot of sense. because like, that's something the PC cannot do.
3: Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's maybe part of it. Like that that game, um, it, once you build a computer or you do a lot of your gaming on PC, it takes some of the shine off of the Xbox and PS4 because they offer a very similar play experience. But with Switch, now you have to make a choice. Yeah, do I want the Switch version or maybe the PC version? Yeah, well, I, I think I, Switch and PC—that's the—that's the dream uh, team double console. That's the dream team.
1: Hmm. I forget exact release date, but Street Fighter came before Arms, also right? Release date was yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that was sort of the first fighting yeah, was game was on the May. system.
0: Was it May? that sound right? Sounds fake. Right. Right. Really
1: yeah. yeah, so it was the first fighting game do so I'm sure a lot of people That's who true. picked up a Switch want to play a fighting game. They obviously know Street Fighter. It was an older one, so maybe older fans on Switch also would have immediately jumped for it. I can see that for sure. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Can I share a pet peeve with you about the Switch?
3: Yep. I like the Switch. Yep. Love the Switch. You might even go so far as to say, love the Switch. Okay. It's not even a problem with the console, but just the way games are sold now. I can buy a physical, like I can buy a Splatoon 2, mm-hmm. $48 on Amazon, Forty-eight dollars at Best Buy Gamers Club, like that's sort of the the price for a new game. Yeah. But that's only for a physical copy, mm-hmm. and I want to go digital only with my Switch. Why is this a pet peeve about the Switch? Well, just like it's not, it's e- ecosystem of the just s- as a huh. result of the way video games work in twenty seventeen, I ended up just not buying Splatoon two mm-hmm. because I don't want to pay twelve dollars more to get it digitally than physically. That doesn't feel right. But it's the same on PS four and Xbox One. But I don't care about having physical PS4 or Xbox One discs. Since the Switch okay. is a portable console, I don't ever want to be messing around with Switch carts. I want to go digital only. Okay, okay. But since the games are more digitally than they are physically, which already feels bad and weird. Yes. But in the case of the Switch specifically, there's a reason to go digital only. As a result, I didn't buy ARMS and I didn't buy Splatoon because I just said, I, you know, I don't want to pay $12 more for the convenience of just having this thing on my Switch. Micro SD card all the time.
2: How do they? How do they rationalize that? Especially if on the Switch, where the where the where the physical media is more well, expensive than a disk. <laughs>
3: Well, them to make, I mean, Nintendo sets the pr- you know the MSRP yeah. is sixty dollars, so yeah. they sell yeah. the digital version for sixty dollars, and it's really just Amazon and okay, Best Buy right. trying to butt heads. They're trying, and yeah, that's as much. them cutting, is it, cutting that their profit.
1: Also, yeah. for just when you pre-order it, or is that even after launch still? I think it's I think it's, the
3: the within, two I think okay, it's two within two weeks of launch. Two weeks after launch, any new yeah. games forty eight dollars. Okay. It's, well, yeah, what it, the it's
0: 20 percent off with mm-hmm. your Prime membership. Is yep. what it okay, now. so it just works out to be forty eight. Yeah,
3: which is cool. And so now I'm torn between spending a little bit more money or or getting a physical version and as a result two Switch games in a row that I'm interested in and want to play I just never I've skipped yeah I don't
0: know when that gets resolved maybe when physical goes away forever I don't know I don't know what the (laughs) answer is which isn't happening anytime soon I don't think
3: Uh, a Uh, quick I've written a letter to the president about it okay good good which one
0: (laughs) it's called the cops
3: Obama (laughs)
0: okay called the Omega Cops (laughs) Uh, Now, a quick correction on last week's episode. Uh The Vita Defense Force was activated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got my emails? (laughs) When I said the Switch had outsold the Vita. Yeah. Uh, When I I, I now realize that that's not true yet. so here's what happened. I, I I didn't do. I wanted to know like where we learned the Switch had sold 4.7 million copies. I wanted to know that where that sat in 6.1, whatever it was, with all console sales. So I did some hard-hitting investigative journalism, and I Googled list of best-selling consoles, and that got me this nice Wikipedia page, and the Switch was right there above the Vita. So that's where I was getting that from. Uh, the Wikipedia recognizes the Vita as having sold around 4 million copies because that was the last time Sony gave official data, and that was uh, back in mm-hmm. like 2000. Twelve or thirteen, and they have not released any official sales data on the Vita since. So, yes, it's obviously it sold more than that. There have been some estimates from reputable sources like Forbes that put it around ten million, uh, but the truth is we don't know for sure exactly how much it sold because Sony does not want us to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's much. also it's also totally fair to say that
2: it has that the Switch has sold many more over the same period of time. Uh, what do you mean? Like Over the it, same... Well, oh, oh,
0: yeah. since March? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's,
2: it's since since March. It's March. In its first six
3: months yeah. or five yeah. months of availability. It's well, yeah. In terms of Significantly outsold March. of the Vita in its first five months.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if the Vita had sold 4 million copies as of 2012 or 13. Sure, I think there's a, a few more million in there, probably, but we don't know exactly where it fits, unfortunately.
3: All off the hounds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: you want to know exactly where the Vita stands with other consoles, take that up with Sony.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not Wikipedia
0: let's check in with the listeners hey listeners listeners remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com just like cody from fort lauderdale florida did Mm -hmm. and he says dear omega cops long time listener not my first time email i emailed Gamescoop years back drunkenly which luckily (laughs) you had the wisdom not to read on air thank you (laughs) all right today with the question i'm sure many other have been wondering as well why does ign seem to ignore vr gaming Several IGN staffers have said that they don't believe it's a fad, but it's just not fully ripe yet. But IGN seems to completely ignore wonderful titles like Robo Recall, Mage's Tale, and Lone Echo slash Echo Arena. All of these are AAA titles made from major developers, yet seem to get no love on IGN. The VR community is rapidly expanding with major sales of headsets and lower barrier entry technology, paving the way for more people to get in. Thoughts? I reviewed Robo Recall. I gave, gave it
2: an 85. I think it's, there you great, go. it's a very good game. There you go. Um, great game. Uh, and my Lone Echo review will be up by the time this show is. There you go. Uh, so we're not we're not ignoring it. It's just yeah. there there are a lot of games. There are just too many games. Uh, so in order to you know not ignore a a uh, VR game, we have to ignore something else is is what it boils down to. Yeah. So there you know we only have so many so many hands. We only have so many sets of eyes. Uh, and not everybody here has a VR headset, so it's it's and we have a few shared ones, but uh, even getting them swapped around and, and set up is kind of an ordeal. Yeah uh, so you know people are just a, a little bit less eager to jump on those and like honestly, a lot of them don't do nearly as much traffic as, as a as a game for which there is a broader install base. Yeah I mean, uh, more people are interested in a in a conventional game you know, that might be smaller. Than, than a cool VR game, even though we, we like them. But you know, I do them because I like those
0: games. You know, I, I I like to like to dabble in those. Uh, yeah, so I would say quality aside, these games are all uh, like new IPs. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. like Fallout VR, yeah, it's not like Saturn when they're GTA VR, you know, right. When, when there is a, a, a big tie in, we try
2: and we try and cover that because we know yeah. people are going to be interested in it based, based on the name alone. Uh, like we did the the Rick and Morty virtual reality mm-hmm. uh, review, which actually ended up doing great traffic surprisingly good i mean i
3: would say we review dan i mean we've reviewed almost all the high profile vr games or probably all of them i would say
2: not all, not all of them but you know because because like sometimes yeah. they come out at the same time as other big things and we just have our hands full
3: i mean it's a balancing act between always at IGN. it's a balancing act between um being a tastemaker and saying look here's the thing you need to be paying attention to it's super rad check it out but then also delivering to our audience what what they're here for you know and delivering them more on you know the big AAA games that we know they want to read about, and mm-hmm. so you know the the reality is we are in the business of traffic, and uh, we've seen a pattern for a year now of VR stories consistently don't have as much audience interest as o- other stories. Um, we don't give up on the beat because VR is rad, and more people need to know that it's rad, um, and so. We're always going to review big, high-profile VR games, even and, e- if,
2: and even little ones that somebody on staff like gets into and says, "Hey, this is really cool. We should we should review this." Like yeah. that's that's there are multiple paths to getting reviewed on IGN. We want to uh, keep
3: eating that drum, right? But, uh,
0: you know, if sound like you said eating that drum,
2: eating yeah. that drum. Eating that that's,
3: drum. drum. <laughs> that's the expression, right? I don't I don't <laughs> really understand it, but you got to eat that drum.
1: <laughs> it's the same thing though. Even when we're covering them before review time with news and stuff, obviously, yeah. like there was that big uh, the Marvel VR game that was announced. During D twenty three, we covered, mm. of course, the announcement of that. It's a huge Marvel property, but we may not cover the announcement of every VR game because we have noticed. Also, our audience isn't always interested if it's not something
3: recognizable. to And also, yeah. the news that there's a Marvel VR game in the works did less traffic, fewer traffics than <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> than the news that like Square Enix, you know, is making a big Marvel game. Yeah, that's, you know, not, that's not VR. Right. And yeah. So, um,
2: and you know that that will change increasingly yeah, as more headsets so. yeah. get out there and more people are are interested. What should I buy for my for my PSVR, my Oculus, or what, what have you. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, just a pro- it's a process.
0: All right, this is John from Montana. He says, close to where Ubisoft got the inspiration for that secluded church in Far Cry 5. In Montana? Yeah. Cool. He says, hey, everyone. Just wanted to start off by saying I love the show. Look forward to it every week. Helps make the commute to work less dreadful. My question is about budgeting. I own all current consoles. We are well, we are a certified financial advisor, so yeah. this is a yeah. perfect question for us. He says, I own all current consoles, the PS4, Xbox One S, and a Switch. I love all my consoles, and I do a decent job of dividing my time. But my issue is budgeting for the current place I live in is becoming an issue, and I'm thinking I might need to get rid of one. The Switch is very convenient because it's portable. Xbox is what I play all my online games on because that's what my friends have, and the PS4 has those amazing console exclusives. So moving forward, I'm not sure which one I can give up. Any thoughts? This is definitely a conundrum. You
3: know,
1: I
0: John think it's, from Montana.
1: It's all about what is more important to you for your gaming habits. If it's more important to you to be able to play with your friends all the time, like if that is a large part of your life, keep yeah. the Xbox. If you want to be able to stay on those exclusives, if you're really heavy into storytelling in games, like the PS4 exclusives tend to yeah. lean towards You gotta keep that the one. Switch though.
3: Yes. So here, well, so here's yeah. what I'm gonna say, actually. I'm surprising myself. Uh, with this answer. I was going to say, before when we came into the room, we sat down at the table. Yeah. Uh, you sent us a list of topics ahead yep. of time. And I was going to recommend to John that he get rid of the Xbox One X. I think it's the weakest console of the three. S. X, excuse me. It's got the fewest. Get rid of the X. <laughs> it's got the fewest number of exclusives. Um, You know, it just feels like the odd console out versus those three. But hearing a story, knowing that he plays those games with his friends, yeah, right? I'm going to say sell the Switch. Whoa. Here's why. Here's why. Whoa. I think you can recoup. You can probably sell it for basically what you bought it for. You can probably get that $300 back or very darn close to that $300 back. And then you can just get one again down the line. What are you going to miss? You're going to miss Mario in the fall. That'll feel bad. Yeah. You know, you're going to miss miss a few other games. But then, you know, late 2018, late 2019, scrape together the dough and rebuy the Switch for the same amount you sold it for. It'll probably have a $50 price drop by then. Maybe he doesn't
1: really like his friends, though. Yeah, he might I mean, just be I mean, keeping <laughs> yeah, just
2: for me. Like, that's 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 my thing. Like I, oh. I think the the switch can do something neither of the other two can. Mm. Uh, but the other two are very similar, except for you know exclusives here or there or mm-hmm. your friends. So, like for me, it would be either the Xbox or the PlayStation because there's so much overlap in in those experiences. Uh, depending on whether you play more multiplayer games with your friends or more exclusives by yourself, that's where the decision comes down to.
3: But again, and as someone that I do, I love my Nintendo Switch. It's you know I play it a lot. Uh, if you're someone that's even even though I like it a lot, there's no denying that the game releases seem few and far between. You know we're getting one bigish game a month, and really Mario is the only big big game on the horizon. So do you want to pay three hundred dollars? Or but he's already paid it. Yeah, but he can get it back. I mean he's talking about selling it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think I think you can sell it. Rebuy it and then you know get Mario and get some of the games that you missed on the cheap.
2: Yeah, and it also depends on how how much he uses that portability. He's got a long commute to work, but if he's not on a train, he's not he's uh, you know not going to be doing that behind the wheel.
3: But just (laughs) knowing that he's specifically trying to you know it's for budget reasons. Yeah, um, I think that that console you're going to get the most dollar. You know you're going to get the most bang. It's so hot right now. The Switch is. (laughs) It's true on Craigslist. It's probably going to go like you know like nothing.
0: (laughs) I don't know. This is this is really tough. Conundrum. I wonder if John could cut <laughs> cut back on somewhere else in his budget. <laughs> Do you can need we go, food? Yeah. Is yeah. food
1: that important? Can we
0: go ramen? I think they've yeah. mm. made great strides with top ramen in the past few years.
3: You can uh, donate blood,
0: yep. asthma, mm. platelets. Platelets. Yeah. Yeah. These are, there's also there's other bodily fluids that can be donated. I hear they, you can catch a pretty penny for. Big urine market in Montana. <laughs> you, well, you, <laughs> you
2: huh, can,
1: not uh, really
0: what I was thinking. You of. can gamble. Yep, that's another possibility. Not that we're endorsing that, but yeah. Good uh report. good luck with your decision, John from Montana.
3: This is Marty from Oregon. Do you think it's Marty Sleva? Has he been in Oregon
1: recently? Actually, I don't know where yeah. he is right now. Within the last year, yeah. Yeah, he so took a vacation. Let's just assume said, it's, yeah. Marty it's Marty Sleva yeah.
0: from Oregon. He says, I love your show. Thanks, Marty, and look forward to it every week. Thanks <laughs> oh. for all you do. My wife is a non-gamer. Oh, Marty has a secret oh. wife? <laughs> I
1: mean, Marty has a secret
0: wife. We know. Now. My wife is a non-gamer. Was a non-gamer. She never understood how I could spend my evenings in front of the PlayStation 4 and assumed the world of gaming was just not for her. That is, until I picked up a little game called Overwatch. Mm. At first, the changes in my wife were subtle. <laughs> She's going through changes. <laughs> she would sit next to me on the couch for a few minutes and ask a question or two about the characters. She wanted to know about the animated Overwatch short films and the different costume skins for each character. And then... It happened. Uh She asked for the controller and played her first round of Quick Play as D.Va. Now, a year and a few months later, my wife is a full-on hardcore gamer. She plays so much that I never get to play anymore. In fact, now she's better at games than I am. What? She finishes games like The Witcher 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn within a few weeks, and Overwatch continues to be her go-to game in the downtime between major releases.
3: What a transformation.
0: I've been completely (laughs) put in the doghouse when it comes to time on the PS4. To resolve this, I resorted to purchasing a Nintendo Switch to hold me over through the long nights when she's online, but it's not the same. So my next step is to get a second PS4 so we can play together. In one sense, it's been hard sharing the playtime, but I'm glad she can share in the joys of the gaming world. My question is this, if you had to pick one game to persuade a non-gaming friend to become a gamer, what game would you pick to win them over and why? Why? Uh, I I I have to admit I wouldn't think of Overwatch first. No, yeah. Oh. Uh, just because I mean it is a dual stick. It's shooter, complex, right? It's fast. It's competitive. Like yeah. they've got good matchmaking though. Yeah. So so you'll
2: you'll end up with, without you know a bunch of sharks in the tank. Nintendo dogs. Nintendo dogs. Yeah. Nintendogs. yeah. Nintendogs, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the Brain Sims AIDS? the Sims is a is a long standing yeah go to for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which I guess Sims 4 is going to come out on on the consoles now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Sims 4 is not as strong as three. But uh, so if you've got a PC and you can get three, I would I would go that way, uh, yeah. And like something something like City Skylines, also a very good one. Um, yeah, I and mean, it, it depends on what kind of what kind of gamer you think they might want to be. Yeah, yeah. Diablo three uh, is also a pretty good one for that. Just mouses. Just yeah, click on if the you mouse, can click. Yeah, or, or
0: on or on you know, gamepad. Or on just, gamepad, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I usually think of the Telltale games. Yeah. It's good. It's good for onboarding, uh, and of course, stuff like Mario Kart. Is, you know, pretty much anyone can pick up Mario Kart and have fun.
3: And I've said before, I think it was just on the show a week yeah. or two ago, that uh, you know, I had a girlfriend that I was trying to get into games, and showed her Mario sixty four, and showed her Mario Kart. None of that worked. The game that stuck was Mortal Kombat, just because it was so <laughs> goofy and violent and silly that like that's what she ended up liking, mashing buttons and punching and kicking. And then yeah. you know that led into other games. So it it, it can be pretty hard to predict. So if you're trying yeah. to sort of if you're trying to get someone into gaming, I would just you know present them with a menu of options. And yeah. Yeah. I
1: see, I uh, I had a set of like three or four games back in New York that I would show to all of my friends in my circle who weren't uh, gamers really that much. Mm. I would show them Journey. Yeah. I would show them Gone Home. Mm. Uh, I would show them Towerfall for something a little more complex, Our and nice. I would also show them PT. Uh, when that came wow. out, just as, just put them through the gamut of emotions, but it, yeah. just in the idea of showing them sort of what storytelling could be in games, uh, as well as just what like multiplayer mayhem could be. And Towerfall is easy enough for most of them to grasp.
2: Yeah, actually, VR is a is a pretty good way to to introduce people. To games, yeah. as well because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's something that they've just never seen before. Yeah, uh, we're all kind of on the same playing field. Well, and they're a little yeah. bit
3: simpler experiences. And- yeah, a lot
2: of them are, are kind of kind of tech demo y uh, You know, Super Hot VR is a great one. Yeah, I, love I put, I put people in that, and they get they get uh, they
3: get right down to it pretty quickly. And I find that actually camera manipulation is like one of the harder things for non gamers to wrap Like they yeah. can move a stick and move a character around, or you know, fire a weapon or something like that. Yeah. But but the idea of being being control of your view angle is really confusing and disorienting for non gamers. Which is why the Lego games I think mm-hmm. uh, can be very
0: friendly because yeah. you have very limited camera c- camera control in those games. Uh, maybe something like Mario 3D World 2 mm. as well. Mm. Although that game is kind of locked on a console that didn't sell very well for. Now. <laughs> Uh, This is Dorian of Idaho, which is a pretty epic name. It sounds very Game of Thrones-sounding name. (laughs) I'm Dorian of Idaho. I have a question that I would like to run by you guys. Does it make sense to buy any game or console on day one? While I completely understand making a purchase due to your excitement for a product, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense in the long run. For example, many big games will go through software patches to make the game a better experience and eventually come out with a Game of the Year edition that will have all the content for people who didn't jump on board from the get-go. I understand from a business perspective uh, this makes sense. It allows you to bring in people who are on the fence or just passed by it during release, but at the same time, it leaves the early adopters out in the cold. To me, it feels like there should be some incentive for day one buyers to buy on launch day and not feel buyer's remorse a year down the line. Mm. But I'd like to hear what you guys think.
2: I mean the, the, the big part of the big reason to do it besides just I really want to play that is just to be able to part, be part of this conversation. Yeah, where a bunch yeah. of people are playing it once. Uh, you're not going to get that down the line. like some people will be playing, you can find communities online where you can talk about a game that, that you're playing concurrently, but uh, if you really want, want to be part of the big you know initial rush of people who are, who are poking this game and discovering things yeah. uh, in a game that nobody's ever played before, or you know not nobody but but the public hasn't played before. Uh, that's that's how you do it, that, and a lot of people get a, a big rush out of that. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah, no one wanted to talk about The Witcher Three with me earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, imagine and, that. Yeah, but but he's totally right. Like if you can if you can wait, like if you don't care about about being part of the conversation, if you can wait, you absolutely should because it will get cheaper yeah. and they will get better.
0: Yep. yep. Like that's, you're gonna that's have you're gonna have reality a better, of gaming
2: yeah. today, a better experience for less money.
1: Yep. Almost every major game will somehow get a game of the year edition. A year later, <laughs> with yeah, all of the DLC packed in, yeah, right, or with everything or you would want, and so yeah, if if that doesn't matter to you, I'm totally on the same page. If that conversation doesn't matter to you, absolutely wait.
0: Uh, yeah, we all have gaming backlogs, right? So, oh yeah. yeah, it's always it's not always necessary to get every game right when it comes out at launch. I would say though, for story-driven games, there's a fear of spoilers, spoilers yeah. right? Sure. So yeah.
3: that's our culture now.
0: Yeah, I understand if you want to like, yeah, you don't want to wait a year because surely at some point in some Comment section, you're gonna see a spoiler for the game and be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but
3: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think about one of my experiences in terms of being part of the conversation. It was really the Witness last year, which mm-hmm. is actually not the yeah. game that had you know a Game of the Year edition. So, um, oh yeah. Uh, although it did go on sale eventually, but uh, the conversation around that game, where um, anything that, that's that's going to give you something that's truly unexpected or that takes you in a direction you didn't know that that's what that game was about or that's mm-hmm. where it was going to lead you um and then it's really really it's so much fun to go in and talk about it with your friends and compare notes and yeah. say you know did you go this way i went that way like anything that really has an emphasis on exploration um uh, that feeling can be really powerful and fun and it's like almost as fun as playing the game itself yeah
2: it's I, I will say that that uh, multiplayer games there's a very strong reason to get that earlier sure yes yeah. Yeah. otherwise yeah. that you know, community
0: may well, not be there any e- Well they six may evaporate now, or they right. may be really like if I, were, I mean, if you were sure. to
3: pick up Splatoon 2 in 2 months are so you're just going to be matched with people that are pros like yep. uh, it's, it's not hard to like pick up like Hearthstone now yeah, like. It's
0: not the same. It's like uh, I think people are still playing Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Right? yeah and for
2: for me, like that's that's the most fun time to play a multiplayer game when nobody know, really knows what they're doing and and you see like a new strategy <laughs> it that hasn't been that, optimized to hell yet like, right. But you, yeah you, you see you see new things that you didn't expect and that's surprising, and like even though it's like, oh i I died because I didn't know he could do that you're you're learning yeah. along with everyone else and like that's that's the, the prime moment. And that, that actually, actually, that window has gotten smaller and smaller as the internet grows. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I and mean, that's how I feel. I used to be really, really into Halo. And you know, when it first came out, it was just wide open. Go, you know, go out, shoot your guns, have some fun. Um, but then eventually, people learn the maps, and there's like a right way and a wrong way to yep. play certain maps and certain strats that you, know, you kind of need to be playing the game this way to be playing it the right way. And like, I don't want to do homework before I play a game. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that wide open when it's still like sort of blue ocean is, is a great feeling.
0: And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our Ooh. suggestion this week comes from Matthew Bailey. Let the questioning begin. I Okay. Um,
3: d- can <laughs> you, uh, do you accumulate and spend money in this game?
0: I don't think so. Money. Right. Is that all the okay. Mario games? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you don't, you spend. don't spend it. You You're don't. doing the new one. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I shouldn't be helping you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: it's probably not Mario. I <laughs> Um, so we, should we do the, the the time period questions?
1: Yeah. Uh, was this game released before January 1st, 2000?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Uh,
2: should we do 3D versus 2D or or You no, can even so narrow
1: it down to yeah. era if you want. Yeah.
3: Uh, Go for it. Uh, uh, was this released before January 1st, 1990? No. 90s game. Right. Hey. Jonathan. Hi.
1: <laughs> I was alive then. Um, hmm.
2: Is is it a 2D game or a 3D game? Yep. Oh. Oh, I, yeah. Is it a 3D game?
0: Uh, let's say
3: it's, yes. Was oh, uh, that level like? like Tomba <laughs> or Noah? Uh, is this a 16-bit game?
0: I can't really answer that question. I don't, it's not. It doesn't apply.
3: Is this an arcade game? No. It's probably yeah. a PC game. My guess. Ooh. Is
2: I it a know. PC game? No. Okay. Uh, what?
3: <laughs> Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, what you, I, mm. it's, I mean,
0: hold on. on. By PC game, you mean was this released on PC? Yes.
1: No. Okay.
2: Well, I'm done. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I still
3: like consoles. You a 90s. console gamer back then yeah, <clears throat> in the early 90s.
1: Okay. So we're, we're looking at possibly pseudo 3D.
3: Yes. Not really a 16, 16 bit, bit game. game.
1: What is that? <laughs> that one?
3: Damon's doing us dirty right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing
0: anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm, an- I'm honestly answering your questions.
3: Mm. I mean, I don't know. I, okay. Was this game released before January
1: 1st,
2: 1995?
1: Yes. Okay. 90s? Not really 3D. So, man. Uh, so what consoles are we playing with then? At that point, yeah, uh, the I, NES, only,
3: the Game Boy, on, uh, Super on, Nintendo, Genesis. On the
0: 3D question, I came down more on the 3D side.
3: Okay. Okay. But but, but 90s, but that's, not arcade consoles back then couldn't really do 3D. That's is, why I'm all tripped up right now. I mean,
2: like you got um, like Star Fox. You've got uh, like yeah, Mega but, Man X. Yeah. Had, had like
1: some. Was this game side. released on a Sega platform? No. Okay. I was ruling out Sonic 3D Blast.
3: Yeah. Still be Star Fox, but he said it wasn't yeah. really a 16-bit game.
0: Yeah, I, I my answer was that does that question doesn't really apply to this game.
1: Okay, but I, I see that's uh, what I don't know what to do with aren't that. Are all yeah. SNES games 16-bit by definition?
2: <sighs>
3: <laughs> no, because it, it wasn't an arcade game. I was thinking about some mm-hmm. weird.
1: Wasn't arcade. Wasn't Sega.
3: It was not an arcade game.
1: Yeah. No. So it's. Yeah. Okay. So it has uh, to be Nintendo. Okay, okay.
3: Are we assuming? No. D- was this game developed in Japan? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're getting more information but I mean not it, could any be, closer. it
3: could be like a, it could be like a 32X game or a Sega CD game.
1: Well I asked if it was released it's on
3: a, the Sega platform. Oh, right. Well, I was just thinking about that era. Well, and not being a sixteen, 16 bit, traditional okay. 16-bit game. It's like uh, a Jaguar. Could, it could be Tempest not, 2000.
2: Oof. Was it released on a Nintendo system? No. Oh, boy. That's okay. 10.
3: I bet you it's Tempest 2000.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try to narrow it down by genre, then?
3: Well, yeah. I want to try to come up with a clever way to help us get there. Um, okay. Well, wait. So, wait. It wasn't released on a Sega console or a Nintendo, Nintendo console. console. Yeah. Is this an Atari Jaguar game? No. <laughs> <laughs> What
1: else?
3: I mean, there's handhelds. Should we? Yeah.
1: Uh, there was the Virtual Boy. But we said, an, or I guess Nintendo console. Well, yeah, Would you're right. The we did say Nintendo console.
3: Yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, there's the like the Turbo graphics and stuff like that. Turbo CD. Hmm. I have no knowledge of those.
1: Yeah, that's outside my it's wheelhouse. It's probably a board game.
3: A board game? A board game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just regular asterisk. <laughs> We're in real trouble. Uh, hmm. Oh, well, you're on your own. I'll just leave. <laughs> I know. I don't want to keep asking console because it's a trap, but maybe it's not. Not if you not, not Jaguar or Sega or Nintendo or Arcade.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or PC. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean um, uh, what question are we on? Eleven. You've 11. asked eleven questions. Man. I mean I mean so it's gotta be a handheld game. Right, or TurboGrafx.
1: If it's TurboGrafx, I'm totally out. If it's Game Boy, I can...
3: W- was, was Game Boy included when they when said... And then yeah, the so it's not a Game Boy or yeah. Game Gear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So was this a TurboGrafx game?
1: No. <laughs> Doesn't this game exist? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you play on a TI-82? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that leave us with? What does that leave us with?
3: Nothing. NES? No, because it's not Nintendo no. at all.
1: Something. Oh
3: man. I mean it leaves us with the Atari links. <laughs> because we said we specifically said Jaguar and we specifically said turbo graphics. It leaves us with the uh
1: Oh man, yeah, that's outside my wheelhouse at that point. Um,
3: what a day for Sam to be out!
1: Yeah, <laughs> should we try genre now? Do you want to go? No, no, you want to? Because keep I don't even like.
3: I don't have like that. Doesn't help me know what like console it's on. It was developed in America. No, not in Japan. Not in Japan. It came um, out between nineteen ninety okay. and ninety five. Was it developed in the United States? Yes. Okay. Okay, so it eliminates anything from. Rare or any of those weird French developers, Ubisoft, <laughs> early Ubisoft. <laughs> uh,
1: Oof. Mm-hmm. I can't think of what other systems were around at that time because I, I didn't have any. Yeah,
3: um, we are. We already asked it. It's not TurboGrafx. Is this a is this a handheld game?
0: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this game does not exist. Oof. Yeah, this is, a, this is a game that is played in your brain
3: game definitely exists. (laughs) (laughs) Home home game, but not Sega or Nintendo or Jaguar or TurboGrafx. You're one of those little... 3-D-O. But I feel like that was not... I mean, that must have been before 95. If you want a Tiger Yeah, it (laughs) could be a Tiger Electronics (laughs) 3-D game, or it could be...
1: But it's not a handheld game. That's true. Could be Get the Ball in, uh, in the Cup. That classic. This game. one, yeah. <laughs> Ball and cup. <laughs> Ball and cup. Uh, <laughs> kind of three D. Uh, I, I like I like 3D. O. If you want to ask it, do it.
3: What were the big high profile 3D O games that were developed? That I mean, fighters. Or? Well, okay. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a
1: 3D O game? No. <laughs> it's been despair on Dan's face. It's such a I'm n- not despair. No, I know, just like for Justin, like the pain you felt for him. It's such a trap the asking what console is always a trap. It's Yeah, we only have 5 left. So Usually it works.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, eventually. Usually we're not forgetting the one other console that came out in that time period. Uh I mean, I mean it's it can't even be like a launch
3: PS1 game. Because that was that was not ninety four was it wasn't ninety
1: four uh
3: I always think about the ps one as being in ninety five it
1: might have actually been ninety four I think it was fall of ninety five I don't remember exactly the year of that
2: um may as well ask if it's <laughs> if it's on that platform
3: we've got nothing else to go yeah on. man and also what were the what other
1: platform do we have them nothing okay
3: all <laughs> right, okay is that p s one game no. Yeah. Okay. I, I already knew it. was. <laughs> I just want
0: That's 16. Four questions left. We're-
3: <laughs> we are unlikely to We're win pretty this. Pretty far one. away. Is the game developer still in business? Yes. Okay. So I mean, it doesn't have to be. It's probably Activision or EA. Yeah. Naughty Dog was around that long.
1: Is this a sports
3: game? No. Okay. Two
0: questions left. <laughs> and one of them is a guess. Is it an EA game? No, I don't know what. Else. <laughs> Shot in the dark. If you want to guess a game, you I, may. Yeah, I don't. I don't even Or else I can reveal. I give up. The answer. Yeah. Uh, released in nineteen ninety four. Okay. Developed and published by Bungie. Hmm. Oh, uh, or Mac. the Mac. Oh, oh you. Sir. You're you're <laughs> real. I, okay, you're you're real. Know, um, this is. Yeah. yeah, it's marathon. Yeah. marathon. Marathon. Oh man. Yes, it is true. I, I mean, I don't think I'm cheating you guys. It was not released on PC.
2: It was eventually, but I mean, but not at that time. It, was, it no. took a long time. I
0: think it was like in 2001. It is. Absolutely. It
2: is fair to say that it was not really something yeah. like that. I don't like it one bit. And it's <laughs> not.
0: It's like first person shooter, but not real 3D. If I'm correct about yeah. that, it's Not it's true it's, 3D. It's in the 3D. same way like
1: Doom.
2: Right. It's 3D, but with sprites. Uh, yeah. It's like I would absolutely
3: 3D. call Doom a 3D game.
0: But it's not. They're not like rendering. It's not. It's don't not a, 3D rendering. Like, yeah, it's not,
1: semantics uh, yeah. of that. Aside, would that have helped us? I mean, <laughs> it's a first-person <laughs> shooter. Yeah,
0: there, there are there are polygons
2: in 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 uh, in Marathon because the maps are are rendered. I should ask if you can see your
3: character's hands. <laughs> I don't
0: know yes, if you can though. You can. you can see a gun. You can, you can see your hand too. I, I don't know if you can. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely can. You can see a gloved hand. I don't like it. <laughs> they were it was a, they released support for Xbox Live Arcade yes. so i thought That's it made the only people i played i played a, I played a yeah. lot of marathon i had a mac at
2: see,
3: the see i was counting on you for this one dan when we say pc <laughs> what counts as a pc in your mind PC is a is a Windows PC, or is it a dot like a DOS? like is that like when like yeah um, a Microsoft based
0: PC basically. I mean that's what I want. It's not it's not just my mind. It's like this game wasn't released on PC.
3: PC is personal computer, (laughs) Damon. (laughs) What's the Mac? Is the Mac a PC? Mac is also personal. Don't be fooled by the commercials. (laughs) Those are propaganda.
2: Damn it,
0: Hodgman.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Damn it, Hodgman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Well good played. suggestion. Good suggestion from Matthew Bailey. He says, I'm a fast, I'm a massive fan of Game Scoop. Most importantly, the 20 questions segment. I started listening about a year ago, but on a recent trip to France, went back through and listened to all of the 20 questions segments I could find. Ugh. Yeah, that's a good one. I, the
3: thing the that makes anguish. me most angry about this <laughs> is now that Sam's win record, his win percentage is just gonna go through the roof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, Sam wouldn't have been able to have gotten yeah. it That's why I'm frustrated.
3: Like his stats are gonna look so good now. <laughs>
0: I thought I thought Dan is the one that could have gotten there. Even even I don't think of of the Mac as a gaming platform. <laughs> I know, but like there's this one, this one and wasn't there something else was like We that's it. We're changing the PC question to a computer game. Yeah, that yeah, would we work. Should have asked if it was a computer game. game I would have said yeah. yes.
3: Yeah, yeah w- PC <laughs> uh, I'm I'm taking this to the top. Okay. I'm going to file an official <laughs> grievance. <laughs>
2: Justin is going to call the cops with the commissioner. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just you. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I have reviewed her case and I deny. <laughs> <laughs> Marathon, 1994, Bungie's first game, uh, and then I think after that Microsoft bought Bungie. Yeah. Yes, it was considerably after that because they, they put out they put out a couple more
3: Marathons. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. I think Marathon
0: Microsoft two and three. Microsoft released it for and, PC after they bought Bungie. And Myth, they also put out. Mm-hmm. Myth. Yeah, uh, which yep. one was that? It was.
2: It was a kind of an RTS. It was more of a, I guess, real time tactics kind of thing. Yeah. They had uh, like deformable terrain. It was great. You had little dwarves that threw through these bombs that blew up the, the terrain. a few
3: weird things. And Halo was a, the very original Halo was a lot like Myth. It was going to be an RTS game.
0: Yep. Yeah, but then what Halo Halo as it was released is a lot like Marathon, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, you've got an AI yeah. companion. You're going to terminals. So, yeah. That was a, a bad guy AI in that one. And oh, in and Marathon. Didn't have a
2: companion. All right. I've never played Marathon. <laughs> They're hard to go back
0: to. Yeah. yeah. All right. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop.igin.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Dan. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're
3: out. Evil. Super powerful robot. Evil. Super powerful robot. Evil. Super powerful robot. Evil. Super powerful... Super powerful robot evil, super powerful robot evil, super powerful robot evil, super powerful.